0: Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of My Game Podcast and Harry Potter Podcast. Welcome back. And, there's 11 just a little bit ago. So when you're hearing this, you might have seen that episode, or you might have seen 11. So, yeah. That's that. But, there's something you need to know. Before Doomsday.
1: Hello and welcome to PlayStation Grenade. It's been a hot minute since we've updated our story theories for Chapter 2. And now, as we approach the first live event of the new story, I thought we should recap what we know and predict what will happen next. Please let me know which theory you believe is right and let me know anything I've missed which you think need to be part of the storyline. But first, before we can predict the future... We need to set the scene. So sit your butt down for 10 minutes, think about using code Adamaro in the shop to help this series continue- Use that code, guys. And hit the dramatic music. Code
0: tomorrow Rocket,
1: boys. We all remember the days before the black hole, the battle to destroy the Nexus and break the cycle for the last two years. But since the reset and the first time we jumped out of the battle bus, we had a strange feeling that we'd been here before, And at the same time, it felt completely new and unique. This actually sets up the first two seasons of Chapter 2, Duality. Many landmarks are the same, but slightly changed, as if two dimensions had been smashed together to form this new reality. The only thing we know for certain is the existence of the Seven, an extraterrestrial organisation spanning space and time, pioneering scientific technology and staying in the shadows wherever possible. Before Chapter 2 began, we knew of the existence of three of the Seven. The original visitor, who was brought to us via a meteor, and who single-handedly built the rocket. The scientist, who arrived after changing and reversing time and put that rocket to work. And finally, the paradigm, who at present, we don't know much about, but her name suggests she's watching always, and her info reads, her allegiance is unknown. In the chapter 2 reveal, we saw the seven briefly mentioned in a carving, reminding us they are out there. While they watched from a distance, new characters arrived, signalling the start of a new storyline. first arrivals on the island were the Ego Squad. A military unit crash-landed and was sent to set up stable living arrangements for those who followed. Their destroyed plane, a constant reminder we are staying on this island for the foreseeable future. But here's where the duality point becomes key. All the main characters had seemingly evil versions of themselves, which were revealed over the course of season one. In our last story update, we surmised that the alter egos were like a defensive mechanism the island set in place to keep all its secrets. And due to the lack of a live event then, we never really knew who won that war, the egos or the alters. What we did find out though, is that the ego logo, when turned upside down, is actually the bunker. So we waited here for six months for answers. Nothing ever happened. And then, season two began. (laughs) Season 2 took the battle between Shadow and Ghost and put us in charge of what happens. We would decide who won the war, but we were never actually told who were the good guys. Every fortnight, we chose which character pledged their allegiance to each faction. And we quickly discovered Shadow was becoming powerful. Shadow took the grotto, signified by this evil skull design, and quickly followed up by taking the rig. Well, more than taking the rig, the rig was destroyed. Both were very evil acts, right? So does that tell us that Shadow are the enemy and Ghost are the good guys? Former characters we knew from previous seasons were revealed to be agents too, from Lynx to the Bush Ranger. So this secret agent thing has been going on for many, many months now. We never knew. Lynx has been with us since December 2018, and the Bush Ranger arrived in May 2019. Their secret impact is already around us. Firstly, Lynx knows meowsels take a look back at the loading screen back in 2018 and it showed us his existence all the way back then and then here's a creepy one look at when eight ball and scratch fought last season look who is watching and reporting back to their superiors it's the bush ranger the week's rolled on and the changes too and now in the last few moments of the season we see the agency the last ego stronghold currently held by the ghost squad it's under threat The agency, a picture of golden perfection, with some of the best artwork you will ever see in a video game. Just drink it in for a moment. Nice. So let's look at the ringleader here. The person in charge. The one all the agents report to. It's Midas. Midas is a flamboyant man with a desire to look good and be surrounded by items and possessions only the rich can afford. His yacht is the pinnacle of this arrogance, but at the moment Deadpool has ransacked it, and that will have a lasting effect on Midas. I'm sure you know this, but Midas is named after the Greek myth about a king who wanted so much wealth that he wished that everything he touched turned to gold. Here in Fortnite, our Midas has the same ability. We are unsure if Midas is a hero or a villain right now, but when we finally saw inside Midas's quarters, it became almost impossible to deny Midas is the bad guy here. And he's up to something very questionable. The first thing we see is the gold touch, taking the masks of many Fortnite characters, including Lynx and even the OG Black Knight. Lynx was his co-worker, so why would he do this? The general theory is that Midas has a plan which he doesn't want to reveal. No one will know about this. And should someone find out, like Lynx, they are removed from service and eliminated. With Midas keeping a memento of everyone he's taken down, like a real James Bond villain. The problem he'll find by taking out Lynx, though, is Meowzels. Those two obviously share a past together, especially as this hench cat has a tramp stamp to show his love. What will happen when Meowzels finds out? Another mask we should pay attention to is that of the Chaos Agent. Once believed to be the villain of this entire piece, it's quickly become apparent Midas has eliminated him too. Chaos Agent was the symbol of the altars and was renowned for his experiments creating abominations like Ripley, utilising anything he could find on the planet he's currently on. His crowning moment was to create the Kevolution of Ripley. And at this point, Midas has seen enough and took over his operations. Now powered by the science of the Chaos Agent to combine with his finances and troops to sacrifice, Midas built what looks to be a group of silos around the agency, which could be connected to the power plant as a purple glow is growing inside. But the question remains, why? Why is he doing this? A little subtle hint that Midas is officially not to be trusted can be found in the audio track from the store named Subterfuge, which literally means to use deceit to achieve your goals. Midas is not to be trusted. I repeat, do not trust Midas. Sorry, I was was having flashbacks of Shepard then. (laughs) In Midas's room, we have so many clues. But what are red herrings and what are the real deal? Firstly, over in the background, we can see that Midas continues the Chaos Agent's work. He is building a doomsday machine, likely in conjunction with those hatches in the water. I know about two doomsday machines, which could help us get an idea of upcoming events. In science fiction, the doomsday machine is also known as the Planet Eater, in which, you've guessed it, it consumes all landmass, reducing space and time to a black hole. Sounds familiar, right? The second use of the doomsday machine is the doomsday clock used here on our real earth to show everyone how quickly the planet could be wiped out if that hand ever reaches midnight. We are no more. This could be due to many factors, but mainly nuclear war. And as we all know, nuclear warheads come from missile silos, kind of like these. So just from those two examples, we know that doomsday is a very bad thing for everyone. So now let's look at why Midas is doing this. We have two major theories, both around the golden touch ability. Look around Midas' room and you'll see a photo on his desk of a loved one. We may be reaching here, but it's likely this is his wife or girlfriend. But we have never seen her in the flesh. Could he be responsible for accidentally touching her and slowly causing her to turn into a gold statue? An interesting theory is that Midas has been utilising the work of the chaos agent to bring his loved one back from a gold death. And the Doomsday Machine is an attempt to destroy everything in the hopes of spending one final moment with his beloved. Oh, in that cute? Everything he has done is for the chance to see her again, and no one will get in his way. This would explain why Midas removed the Chaos Agent from his leadership role. He knew too much, and Midas couldn't risk his secret leaking to other members of the team. The same can be said for Lynx. She may have stumbled across Midas' plans, and once again, unwilling to trust her, Midas gives her the same fate he's trying to save his wife from. His secret will come out sooner or later, and will likely be taking a side in the upcoming live event. It could be as simple as pressing a button and watching the world burn. The theory of destruction also leads into another returning element on the map. The No Sweat Insurance. The one place which can save buildings and locations from impending destruction. And right away, they have set up and begun to protect those who need them. The posters here look to show a flooded map. Once again feeding into the Doomsday Machine and its Earth-eating abilities. In fact, the more we look across this theory, the more it makes sense. As we've just witnessed the first use of underwater gameplay in Fortnite thanks to Travis Scott. A flooded island would tie in everything together with decaying locations everywhere. That would also make sense as to why Deadpool was once stuck underwater. We shall see, I suppose. There's another theory we can also look into, and that refers to the Oro skin. Have you noticed the similarities between Midas and Oro? I mean, they both like gold, obviously, but check out the scar on their faces. It matches up. Are they the same person? We know that Midas did not have the scar, uh, well, at least when the statue was created on the yacht. Amazingly, right now in game though, it's been renovated by Wade Wilson. But why would they have matching scars? Using Greek myth again, we can surmise that Oro is indeed King Midas, wearing the crown of gold of a king, and the clothing of a regal leader too. It may be a little on the nose, but has King Midas found a way to communicate with the living? Has there been a pact between the two realities? The subtext from the character hints of a relationship between Midas and Oro, stating, harness his power and get revenge now. We know that Midas has at least seen Oro by the fact that his pickaxe is in his room at the agency, and those matching scars are just too much to deny. A pact between the living and dead seems frightening to me, And imagine if there was a character who could bring others back to life. Oh my god, that's the Wraith, isn't it? Wow. Hang on then, if this is about living and dead, and space and time, then we actually could end up on the Chapter 1 island again next season. Nah, let's not get our hopes up.
0: Guys, don't get your hopes up. Hopes up for Season 1.
1: Right now, the Doomsday Machine is becoming too big to hide. The others have noticed, and so have many of us, leading us to now be forced to take a side trust Midas even though everything looks to be leading to a sinister future or fight back now and save parts of the island from destruction choose Meowzles and take revenge for Lynx or help Midas find his love who may be able to engineer a way out of this in season 3. We have so many more questions than answers right now and we still wait for the paradigm to be shifted yet again. I'm Adam from Playstation Grenade. It's been a pleasure thank you very much for listening to me drone on for 10 minutes.
0: Guys, guys,
2: guys, here we go. Welcome everyone, today we're going back in time and a little bit ahead of time in fact to take a look at every Fortnite map version that has ever existed in the history of Fortnite. Going all the way back to Fortnite season 0 and going through every minor change, we're going to reminisce and take a look at all of the map changes and we can decide which version of the map is our favourite. We're also going to be going ahead and having a sneaky peek into the future of the Fortnite map. If you're watching this right now and you've ever stepped foot on a Fortnite map, you've got to let me know by hitting that thumbs up button within the next 5 seconds you cannot lie, I've already clicked like because I've obviously been in the Fortnite map. If you're new and here, click subscribe for an awesome surprise. A big thanks to Everyday Fortnite for putting this crazy detailed video together, starting off at the beginning. Look at this, ladies and gentlemen. Who remembers all of the OG locations? The left side of the map only had two... Sorry, three named locations. No one went to Flush Factory, but it was so good, all of those old places. We then saw a big change with new colors added. It looked more realistic. And of course, the left-hand side of the map filled with a load of new locations. I said it since the beginning, though. This bottom left-hand corner was still very unequal, and there wasn't really anything going on there. But right at the beginning, that's just how Fortnite looked. All of these huge map changes happened within literally a few months of Fortnite coming to the world and at that point we knew that the Fortnite map would evolve forever. Beginning of chapter 3, really didn't see very much actually, only the addition of Lucky Landing right at the bottom. Probably season 3 I'd say was one of the slowest sort of updates and changes that we had to the world of Fortnite. But moving into season 4, the giant meteor event, the huge meteor crevasse in the middle of the map. I don't know about actual maps, but I'd say for the actual season... It was my favorite Fortnite season. The whole progression of skins, the awesome battle pass, and of course the very first live rocket event. It was crazy. We got the addition of Risky Reels. Dusty Depot was changed to Dusty Divot, obviously. And then we saw the superhero and the super villain bases both be added. I love the superhero base, can't lie. Now at this point in the season, we started to get mid-seasonal map changes. So in version 4.2 and 4.3, we saw slight changes to the world of the map as well. Most of them being revolved around the actual meteor location here with actual greenery starting to grow. And for a very short period of time, the top of the map, and I believe it's linked in with the World Cup, actually saw a soccer stadium location being added in as well. Never Returned was only in there, I think for a small period, yeah, literally of season four, and then gone forever. Moving into season five, look at that color has been added. We've got a load of sandy locations with obviously the update of the giant desert. Anarchy Acres changed to Lazy Links. Moisty Mire becomes Paradise Palm and Dusty Divot becomes fully overgrown with trees. This is when Fortnite really start to make things look pretty cool, pretty different, and even more map changes. Crazy to think that between season two and now it was only about five or six months Things were changing quick we also obviously got the Viking Mountain. The Durberger head was added in. That was from part of like the teasers leading up to season five. Goodbye, Soccer Stadium. All in all, I think season five was a really popular season and was a lot of fun. Lots of additional things added in. Birthday cakes all around the map. Risky Reels was also restored. Thank goodness we all love Risky Reels. I mean, literally at this point, we're seeing pretty much weekly, if not bi weekly, map updates. Like things just move so fast. Tomato Town... Probably, I always ripped into Lachlan lucky for landing here because I thought it was just a terrible place to land. Completely renovated to Tomato Temple. I actually think that Tomato Temple is a really good spot, but it did a great job with that one. Moving into even more of Season 5, Dusty Diner added to Dusty Divot. This became one of my favourite places to land at. I mean, I loved the Divot ever since it was added, let's be real. And construction sites in Tilted were completed. Tilted always been that big thing. Will it get destroyed? Will it not? It was a huge question that people asked for ages. Moving into season six. Let's not forget about the giant cube, ladies and gentlemen. The cube which had started to roll around the map was now leaving corrupted areas everywhere. Yeah, the Haunted Castle was added, cabins in Wailing Woods, and at some point, obviously, the secret area under there. I can't remember if that was actually in Season 6 or a little bit later on. And the Loot Lake Island was added in, which we all know started to move. This is a crazy time in Fortnite, and the cube really started to mix things up. Slight changes as we're moving throughout the beginning of Season 6. I miss all of these tiny little map changes. Every update, trying to work out what had been added. A racetrack was added with quad crashes. Who misses quad crashes, man? Oh, man, all the moving vehicles were awesome. Now, at this point, all the rune areas started to change a little bit. We actually had a live event which saw the explosion of the cube. So as we can see in the center of the map, the corrupted areas have grown back and have started to be restored. And then in the middle, after that live event, the water area was actually an area you could land at. I loved landing just on the north side of it and then shooting everyone that was in the middle trying to grab loot. Wow, season seven. We've now got grass, we've got sand, and we've got ice added to the world of the map a huge season with new pois polar peaks frosty flights happy hamlets and the removal of greasy grove and flashback i don't think anyone cared about that too much they were still there they were just like under ice and buried away people wanted greasy grove to return for ages and as we know it did in a certain way but gone and covered by snow for a while zip lines were added planes were added a metal a metal turtle was added really Okay, I didn't even remember that, that's crazy. Moving towards the end of 2018, Fortnite's first full year, the block was added. I forgot about this. The block was an amazing place where community builds were added in. I think we should bring it back. It was so cool seeing all of the builds that were actually added throughout that as well. Now, moving into the Christmas period, the entire map was covered in snow, at least for the live event, for a very short period of time. Not sure what I thought of that. What did you guys think of that? And um, ultimately, the. Snow started to get pulled back until the map turned to a normal state, and Derberger moved to Retail Row. I think that was tiny little van. (gasps) Ooh, fire starts to happen underneath. The snow is melting, cracks in the map, and Wailing Woods is burnt. I forgot about this. This is all leading up to the big next season which is obviously the inclusion of the volcano. It's believed here that the fire king that was locked away ultimately created the volcano. And all of these awesome new locations. I loved Lazy Lagoon, Sunny Steps. It was such a cool part of the map. Really fond memories of season eight, actually. And I think we got the combat shotgun there as well, which is kind of crazy. But it was an awesome season. And obviously the addition of a jungle biome as well. Pirate camps added in throughout the map. And let's not forget the catapulting cannonball shooters as well. Yeah, that was cool. cool. Cool time within the Fortnite world pete's pizza comes in to compete against der burgers in retail row and throughout the season even more map updates and slight little tweaks at this point extra floor to der burger another viking house in snobby oh yeah who remembers that all of the buildings at the viking place started to take over all of the posh buildings on the west side of the map i forgot about that whoa limited time mode the entire map was covered in lava this was really cool i don't I don't know if he bought brought it back for the Chapter Two map yet. Let's not forget that with the live event, the volcano came and completely destroyed tilted towers. It eventually happened. Oh, Season Nine, ladies and gentlemen, this was a huge one. Neo tilted added in. Retail Roll becomes Mega Mall. We've got air shoots all across the map, and the pressure plant takes over the volcano. Our loot lake got a few futuristic upgrades as well. This is probably the version of the map that most people. Remember member as we're getting towards a more completed version of the chapter one map this is a really cool new update. Hotspots with better loot. It was a great way to get people just all over the map. And Polar Peak started to melt. Leading up to something huge within the world of Fortnite. But we'll talk about that soon. It's coming up. Polar Peak Monster starts to escape. This is this is honestly my favorite part of the Fortnite map. All of the story that's linked in with the monster and the robot. It was so good. John Wick's house got an upgrade with the John Wick film coming out. More footsteps. And of course, summertime. upgrades around the map as well and within season 9 we saw arguably the greatest live event ever, the monster versus robot event I don't think that'll ever be topped, it was just insane, moving on though we're literally about to finish off the very first chapter, season 10 ladies and gentlemen it's a big one, as we know we can now see the actual monster's body in bone form and we started to get a load of OG locations with the very first one being Dusty Depot and factories returning with the it's your frozen in the sky oh my gosh it was the ultimate throwback to finish off this chapter it was crazy tilted town oh my gosh loved it retail row soccer stadium uh, everything started to change it was insane Ah, uh, i forgot about pandora which was a crossover with borderlands that was amazing they do they did so much map changes now we got greasy grow which was great But taco time, I hate it. I don't know about you guys, but as a result, I just never went there. And also, to be honest with you, prop hunt on the map just... No, uh, it, it, was, it was really bad in my opinion. But Dusty Depot and Tilted Town made up for it. Because I mean, it was all obviously controlled by Rift Zone. Starry Suburbs coming in as well, which actually introduced the legendary TAC SMG, you may remember. Rocket at Dusty Depot was complete building up for the end of the very first chapter. Obviously now a lot more familiar with a Chapter 2 map. Which one do you prefer, Chapter 1 or Chapter 2? Leave a comment down chapter below. Chapter 2, guys. This map is actually a little bit bigger than the original map. And throughout the few seasons we've had so far, not huge changes. Really, all we got in season 11, chapter 2, season 1, was a little bit of Halloween decoration, corrupted in the center for the Stormkin event, which is quite cool, can't lie. But really, the beginning of chapter 2 saw almost no changes. It was a minimal. Snow version of the map, again, fairly cool. Stayed in there for a little bit longer than last time as well. Snow starts to go away, but really, apart from that, it was just the same map for a a very long time. Moving obviously into what we're experiencing now in the chapter 2 season 2 map, we got so many cool locations, like they actually did an insane job. 5 new points of interest, getting people to the edges of the map and the agency basically turning into like the modern day equivalent tilted with how many people go there. Such a good idea and throughout this season we've had some changes, more than last time which is awesome with obviously the shark changing to the prison shark, the rig got destroyed and the yacht turning into Deadpool Yacht already cool changes, but what about a future? What's coming up next? Well the Doomsday event which is gonna be happening live in literally just a few weeks time Which will all be streamed on my main YouTube channel We can expect the map to flood believe it or not. Merle has put together this amazing concept for the map Which could see a load of it covered in water. It's gonna be crazy guys. Let me know. what was your favorite map? Leave a comment down below check out more videos on screen here.
0: Guys, that seems insane. That actually seems the same. Hey you guys, it's me, Supersonic Sam. Welcome back to another Fortnite video. Today this is a bit different than like actual gameplays, but today I'm going to be uncovering more of like the darker secret, like a pretty dark secret of um mm-hmm. Meow Souls. So as you all know, you should already know, Deadpool took over the yacht. And you're probably wondering, well, where is Meowsles? Well, I'll tell you. He is at the box factory near retail, like retail row. He And he has now joined the shadow side. Why? Well, it's because Midas actually killed Lynx. And Meowsles is actually in love with Lynx. Because if you actually manage to look at it one of his arms and the normal style it should say links on one of his arms which tells that he is in love with her and uh, like and also a few times if you try not to like let him see you at the box factory and if you get it close enough you'll actually hear see him start crying or in do, doing the waterworks emote so minus kill and just there's also a leak to um like a leaked cutscene of Midas' cutscene, which I will show after Um I do it. So yeah, the box factory is right over here. It's near retail and lazy. Um so if you just manage to be close enough, like um well not too close to him or else he'll start shooting you. I prefer it just try and land on the roof of the building and you'll see him. I don't know if Deadpool being on the yacht is going to be a gonna change for the rest of the season. I don't really know. But with Midas killing Lynx, and just made Miasol's go to the darker side, the shadow side. And we believe, me and my brothers believe that the shadow side is supposed to be the good side, while the shadow is supposed to be the bad side. So yeah, we're gonna land on top of the roof of that building right there it's quite small there is no henchmen so if you guys want to try and land here there's no henchmen it's just meowsles uh he seems kind of more harder to kill okay so let's see if i can try and see him on the ground oh wait no he's over there he's over there okay so yeah be sure to up yeah there he goes he's he's doing the waterworks emote like right there he is crying because of lynx's death Okay, yeah, so he's above me right now. Yes, he's joined the shadow side. He is looking for me right now. I don't think... Hold on, let me get a gun just in case. Okay, so yeah, he has joined shadow, and he's... Cru- oh, oh gosh. Okay, it looks like this guy is trying to see him as well. Okay, I'm going to try not to get too close. Oh, there he is, there he is, there he is. Yep. I us try and get another closer look? Yep, there he goes. He is crying, and he also drops his PLPL rifle if you kill him, as well as the yacht key card. Except the yacht key card does not go over to the yacht; it goes over to the agency, I believe. So yeah, uh, I will show you right now the clip of the leaked Midas cutscene for Fortnite. Um, and be sure to comment down below what you think of it. So here it comes right now. Alright, so here is the Leak Midas cutscene. He is holding um, Black Knight's helmet right now. It's not really finished yet, so that's why his mask looks like that. And he also has another collection of heads, like Big Chuggis, Chaos Agent, and Derberger. Okay, and Scratch. And if you look at the top left right there, you can see that that is Link's helmet. Alright guys, um, be, I one, hope you enjoyed that leaked cutscene. Honestly, it seems pretty cool to me. Um, be sure to comment down below if you feel bad for me, Souls and what you think the, um, the event is going to be like, which I already should know, but I'm not gonna tell that. That'll probably be for another video. Um, yes, be sure to hit that subscribe button and, um hit that notification bell so you'll be notified for any new videos. And also be sure to like the video and share it with your friends. I really appreciate it. Bye, guys. Yeah, guys. So, yeah, that's that. See ya.